0: Carl, my what's man. going
1: on, man? Good to be here, man. Welcome. I'm proud of How you, you guys. doing? This Thank amazing. you. Thank I you. appreciate you it. Doing? Welcome
0: to the Gents Talk pod. We Love appreciate it. you being here, man.
1: Nobody knows what time it is. It's really, really, really early. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, is, it is early. It is early.
0: Well, when you got those, what is it, 3 a.m.? 3 a.m. vibes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I just, I guess, really creative at 3 a.m., 2 a.m. It's just, it's my thing. And I, the crazy thing is, I wake up at 9 a.m. every single morning, no matter what. Really? Whether I sleep at midnight or I sleep at 5 in the morning. It's like clockwork something i just get up because there's business side of things and then there's the, the creative side of things yeah. you got to be on top of both you know how do you manage the two oh man it's it's hard you know uh, this is like the luckily i slept last night i had a normal eight hours because i knew i was coming in yeah. but prior to that i was awake for three three days just having maybe two to three hours Oof. it was really hard and it just caught me by the way i always think you always think you're invincible but then mm. the third day catches you like you can't, you can't go to more than three days without sleeping properly yeah you know i was, yesterday i was delirious i was just like I, I wasn't even focused i was so tired so i had to get my sleep in you know it's listen creative stuff comes out at night when people are asleep the whole world is asleep you feel like you can create something no one's really bothering you on your phone you know there's a lot of notifications i switch all my notifications off i never for the longest time for like five years i've never had my notifications on i can't really it's just okay. crazy just ping. too bing, much which is really cool yeah But if I want to ever check anyone who's texting me, I just kind of check. So it's on my time and my Mm -hmm. watch. Um, But yeah, so at night, nobody really bothers you and and the universe or God brings you the energy and I create those songs and they go viral recently. It's been crazy. Yeah, I've
0: been seeing some. Congratulations on the 300K. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge accomplishment. I know,
1: it's crazy. And just 10,000 followers in like... Like a literally a day, you know what I mean, so every day we're getting to ten thousand to you know every two days whatever yeah. so it's really working out. I don't know people you know there's it's a different world out there, you know when I first started ten years ago or tw- whatever fifteen years ago. Down, time, time, <laughs> time flies yeah time i was flies. with universal music for example with big record companies yeah you know it was a different move completely i mean you know what's uh, the difference between then and now gosh uh there's so many things to say there's so many levels of differences um one you know people today can be artists you know they don't have to be professional artists they could just be do-it-yourself diy artist which is my new single <laughs> dropping this week actually you guys are yeah it just dropped. It just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> we filmed you know, two weeks TV ahead. TV magic, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Um, but, but at the time, you know, record companies have to sign you. Have to, you know, they invest in you. They believe in you, and that's how you have a career. You know, you have yeah. a radio, radio promoters. You've got marketing people, and all that a label has to, you know, fund. You know, today you can do it differently. You've got, you know, outputs like TikTok. You've got. Instagram reels places where you can actually get numbers and people not in your in your social following you know specifically outside of that which is really crazy this was not unheard of before you know marketing and actually putting money in You know, certain TV stations, radio stations, that sort of thing. So the radio game is kind of slowly going down. Um, I don't know where the TV stations are at. I'm assuming the same thing. You know, they don't have as much reach as Carl Wolf, for example. You know, like, man, I look at some of these TV stations. They got like 20,000 followers. I've got like a million across the board. You know, and it's just growing, so it's really interesting. You know, we could create our own TV station and radio station, essentially, mm-hmm. if we want to. Well, you're you're walking,
0: you're your own walking brand,
1: essentially. Yeah. So,
0: can it's you cool. would you say that if you were to start over today, would you go the same route of trying to get a record label mm-hmm. and all that, or would you just sort of go your own way? Because I've seen artists like Rust sort of folk, like really sure. hammer in on we want to go our own way. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I started off going my own way. Okay. You know, no, and not for my choice. People weren't trying to sign me. No one thought I was ever someone who was, you know, viable, you know, being a Middle Eastern guy, you know, coming from, you know, born in Beirut, Lebanon, and leaving to Dubai, graduating high school in Dubai, coming to Canada. I didn't even know I fit in. I was, in fact, I was definitely an outcast, you know, when I created, that's why I went into my Arabic roots, you know, with Yalla Habibi and Butterflies and other songs. It was unheard of at the time, you know, and it was a guy, there was another guy called Masari at the time, Mm. and we were both, it was weird, we came up at the same time, that was just... It it wasn't. It was by default. It wasn't like a planned thing. But I think people felt like we need something different, and I felt it. I, you know, the way you can tell is when you know no one's paying attention to you. You know, I'm trying to do songs that sound like Usher, like Justin Timberlake, R&B. You know, regular American R&B, and I was like, man, nobody's. It's weird. It's not accomplishing. I'm not accomplishing the same numbers. They're... So I, I I decided to go back into my my parents' music, my cultural roots, and just listen to some of my mom's DVDs or CDs at the time, uh, like darbuka stuff, yeah. oud stuff, you know, just Arabic instruments, and just go back into my culture. And I'm like, why, why don't I blend R&B with Arabic? And that shit blew up, man. I just, you know, at the time before social media, there were message boards, mm-hmm. and I remember putting a song i put the money in too i put like thirty thousand dollars in a video of your own of your own my own money before you know i was just trying out i was like man i know there's something special here there's something different i was quick to know that you have to be different you know in order to stand out you know i felt like man if i'm doing the same shit these guys are better than me you know usher's amazing justin timberlake's amazing i can't be at their level and i can't compete at their at their game yeah so i had to find my own niche and we created that and it's been it's been a great ride ever since.
0: So, okay, you put in your own... What is that? Pro- walk me through that process. When yeah. you're sitting there, you're still young, you're still starting off from yeah. scratch, you're got young no in m- your career, you got no money, no and then money. you go and you decide you're going to put your own, like, whatever yeah. you've got into this. What's, not, even. What's, oh, not even. Not even. <laughs> so what's the Borrow thought money. process? Borrow right. money.
1: Okay, so right. walk me through that thought process. Absolutely. So this is, remember, this is natural. This is before any social media, any tutorials, how to do it yourself on YouTube, how to make money, how to invest... I was just this guy, man. Just, um, but, but I'm a natural hustler. I, th- I remember being in Dubai. I was like 14, 15 years old, and I, I started DJing for different, you know, parties and things. Even, even adult parties, like, not adult, adult, but like parents' <laughs> parties. <laughs> you know, imagine this 14-year-old guy. Actually, I was dating an 18-year-old when I was 14 years old Damn. in okay. school. I was like the only. I had this girl. She looked like Pamela Anderson, and and my dad would look at me, he's like, "How the hell did you? I'm 14 years old." Anyway, that's another story, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just you know, I started DJing early and making money in music. I, I I loved I realized that whatever people were giving me attention for, you know, so let's say, okay, I played basketball, they were like, Okay, you're good. But it wasn't like, Oh my god, you're the best. Mm. Okay, I played tennis. Oh, you're good. But you're not I was always number two at a lot of things. But then when I would play the piano and then I would, you know, do, you know, DJ and, and music, because my parents are musicians. I felt like all the girls' attention, every every girl would like all the jocks thought they were cool until Carl Wolf came to the party and started playing piano. That's what it was. So I'm like consciously, it's like, man, I gotta make a business out of this. I have to. Like people are really paying attention when I play piano and I sing. Literally, I got them flocking. And it was that point you know with DJing I was like man I can make money from this and people started paying me so I would just make you know three four hundred five hundred dollars a shot I'm 14 years old so I'd bring, I' bring it's yeah. a lot of money I'd bring in that that time too and I'd bring that money you know home and my parents would be like are you doing drugs what the <laughs> hell are you, what are you selling here I'm like music were they know? supportive they were, they were support they you know they were weirded out because I would man I was like a literally a grown man in a young guy's body like mm. um I was like 14 15. And I would, uh, you know, get the taxi. I'd would, I'd would rent the speakers. I'd rent the equipment. I'd travel like an hour. I'd set up. I'd finish the show. I'd, you know, put the stuff back up in the car. Come back. Like everything was professional, you know. And uh, so they were. They were like, "What's wrong with you? Who are you? <laughs> like, what is this?" <laughs> um, and then when I came to Canada, that's when I was I was studying at university. I was studying film studies um, at King Concordia University. And you know, I just I was like, man. I don't know, you know. I love, I love the entertainment world. I love making movies. I love making vi- music videos. Hmm. So, but from then on, I was like, I like making money, man. I wanna, I wanna like, kill Who it. Doesn't like right? Yeah, but, but at the time, we we're talking fifteen. You know, I don't want to say too too much. Maybe twenty years ago, you know, <laughs> and and people weren't in that space, by the way. Yeah. People were not in the headspace they are today. Today, it's like everything online is investment. You know, money, the hustler folk, economy, big time. Yeah. And back then, it wasn't like that. But I was like that. But I got a lot of flack for that, right. a lot from record companies, from from people in school. They're like, man, you're too much, Carl. They always told me you were too much. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What are you talking about? You want to lose your mentality? I don't get it. I never understood it. Mm. I was made for this time. I wasn't made for that time. So
0: so you always felt like you, were, you, you didn't fit in.
1: I didn't fit in at all. Mm-hmm. Like even, even when it came to... So I'll tell you a quick story. So... Mm. So when I, I was hustling hard to try to get a record deal. That was my focus. I I, I wanted to, you know, I was like, man, I'm good at music. I feel it. You know, I'm, I'm putting my own stuff. I'm putting my own money in. People are responding. People are reacting. But how come, why are, you know, why aren't we signed to a label? Why aren't the la- big labels scouting for me? Like, I don't get it. Like, if you're a great basketball player, people are going to scout for you. But I'm making noise. How come they're not scouting for me? I never knew if it was kind of a, not to, I hate to go there, you know, in terms of, I'll call it marginalized, you know, being marginalized rather than racism, I guess. But I felt this kind of thing, you know? I felt like, why am I not giving, being given the chances? I'm, am I Middle Eastern, is there something? That I, I never thought like that for a long time. But I was always worried about that that could be a situation. Um, but I went full force on it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna embrace who I am. And I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cater, not to the record company executive. I'm gonna cater to the people. When I started catering to the people is when Carl Wolf became someone important and notable to pay attention to.
0: So when you look back, do you feel like if you look back now, do you think that there was some sort of, you know, pigeonhole? They, they, they looked at you, they put you in a box and they're like, this guy can only do X, so we're not going to give him the support. I think need. so. Okay. I think
1: so. At the time, it didn't. I, I never accepted that. I never accepted that as a... Because as a, I feel that's a loser mentality. I feel like, oh, you're giving excuses. Fuck that. You know, you're beyond that. Like, we should be beyond that. What I realized is, in time, is that people don't know who you are, really. They don't know what's inside you. They just see the surface. Maybe, you know, okay, they they judge you. It's like a judging a book by its cover. They really do. Human beings just do that. And then you prove people wrong. And I felt... Like, I can do that. And I've I've tried it in my life a couple of times where I've proven people wrong. So I've, I I know that I can, you know, crack through, yeah. break through that. And essentially, that's what I did. But I only did it when I was, I, you, you tr- at the beginning, you always try to, you, you want the executives, you want to impress them because you want to get the record deal. You want to sign to someone, you know, to, to, to a label. Um, that's how it was back then. You couldn't make your own stuff. You couldn't just, you know. There's nowhere to out. post it. No. Yeah
0: yeah you had to go through them like they were the barrier they were the middlemen yeah they yeah. were the gatekeepers, gatekeepers and you had to impress yeah. them
1: yeah. that didn't work it was hard to do that because they didn't get it right they're all like in their 50s they you know some are maybe whatever a little younger but they they're not in in the juice like you are you know I've got my finger on the pulse yeah. I'm out in the town I'm in the You're city I'm going to, to the clubs I'm going yeah. to the yeah, I know what's going on and um, So I felt like, man, maybe let me just, you know, forget trying to impress these guys. It doesn't seem like they're impressed at all. They don't think Carl Wolf is cool. They don't think Carl Wolf is great. There's no, they don't think I'm talented. Nothing. Literally, I got nothing from them. Almost I got a lot of, you're not going to make it. You suck. You're terrible. We're not going to sign it. Blah, blah, blah. So I heard everything under the sun until I started, you know, focusing my energy to the people. Mm. and understanding what the people want and giving it to them and then garnering that energy. And when that started bubbling, they had no choice. They were like, oh my God, this guy's making noise more than the artists that we're pushing. So, okay, hey, Carl, do you want the record deal at this point? It's even a longer story than that, to be honest. Um, Tell us. All right. Well, (laughs) ready ready for this one? Um, Wow. So when I first, um, so I put out Butterflies. That was my first single, which was, Arab sort of Middle Eastern music meets R and B. That was the first track. What year that, was that again? It was oh my god. Two thousand and six. Six? Okay, Two thousand six. Yeah. And that was completely unheard of. Like nobody ever did that. Hmm. So it blew up in the Middle East on message boards people back home where i grew up in dubai were like oh my god carl you're amazing all my old friends from school they were like dude you're killing it everyone's talking about you right now i was like what really i got you know people writing from egypt and like you know (laughs) saudi arabia i was like me you're starting to get the hype i'm I'm getting the hype but it's sort of like when you when you have a viral track or a viral video or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah you're like whoa everybody's liking it it was sort of similar but it was on message boards at the time so people would have to write um They'd have to write, like, uh, sort of emails, sort yeah. of an email. Yeah, yeah. And it would show up on a message, kind of like a comment. Right. And then I was like, "But it was getting crazy. It was just getting crazy. But not in Canada. And it was going to places like Dearborn, like, places where there's a lot yeah, of a Arabic lot of Arabs, people. Yeah. And then started Montreal, certain places. So it started bubbling up. I was like, whoa, this is interesting. I never knew that I had this thing. So I signed a deal at the time in with EMI Records in Dubai. Mm-hmm. That was my first connection because I was from there my dad was was were, was working with some people there and he's like, yo there was a guy who wants to sign you you he, he heard your yeah. butterflies track so they gave me a chance okay originally but Canada wasn't looking at they were just like whatever who's this guy we don't care you did, know I was like a,
0: yeah did they want you to stay in Canada or did they want you to go to Dubai?
1: No it didn't matter okay it didn't matter I think for them it was like this North American Arab. You know, gotcha. who was coming back? Who had a little more swag than something that we're doing here? Something different. While well, everybody's doing Arabic music, this guy's doing English Arabic music. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Was just a unique style of, of music at the time. Masari was bubbling up slowly. I, I heard about him at the time. I remember someone came come up to came up to my car. I was like, Yo, there's this other guy doing doing shit, da da da. And I'm like, Really? What kind? It's like he's Lebanese Canadian. I'm like. You sure you're not talking about? I thought he was talking about me. I'm like, no, it's me. It's like Carl. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 this other guy. I'm sorry, he looks like you though. He looks like you. You know, I'm like, no,
2: you guys don't look alike. I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, no, some no.
1: people. I had someone come up to me the other day say, "Yo, I'm sorry." I'm like, Carl Wolf. He's like, "Oh my god, Carl Wolf! I'm my biggest fan." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> interchangeable. It's <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> you know. Anyway, <laughs> so um forward. You know, fast forward maybe a year down the line. I did all my Virgin Radio, uh, Virgin Records signings in Dubai. I did a couple cool things there. Canada was still not having it, um, but I came up with another song, Africa. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this song means a lot to me. I love Africa. I love the song. I love the harmonies. There's something that's so primal about just the continent and and. I feel like that's where we're all from. You know, nice. some, so many beautiful things come from Africa. So I was like, man, this is my, I felt like this is my calling. I don't know what what it was, but it was more like a spiritual calling. So I remade it. I remade the, the original Africa, yep. whatever. I remade that song.
0: Did you have to buy the rights to the I, song? I Yes, yes. Okay. So
1: I had to reach out. Once I did it, I had a good um, sort of manager at the time. And he was like, don't do it exactly the same just twist it, make it R&B, make it your own way, you know, I'm like, all right, so I was trying, I did like 45 different versions, it went from R&B, to house, to this, to that, until finally, to dance hall, I was like, oh, I'm really liking what, I think it was Sean Paul was doing, it was barely, Sean Paul was touching the surface on that, it was starting to bubble up, I'm like, there's something really cool about that, then, Believe it or not, I was in a taxi cab in Montreal and this guy was playing reggae music. Like, this guy was reggae. He was going in on it. And I was like, man. So I heard a song that was dancehall. So it goes dum, dum, that kind of rhythm. I was like, oh my God. I could see this being a remake with something. And that's how I put the two together. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's when I came up with the song. I recorded it, produced it, everything we couldn't put it out cuz we have to get the rights. So yeah. I reached out. Personally, I didn't have anybody really helping me at the time. So the record
0: I... label was No, I didn't have a record label Right, right at the okay. time.
1: I only had yeah, well, EMI Dubai. Yeah. So okay. they they didn't know what's going on. I'm just doing my art yeah. and then, you know, I had one single with them and gotcha. that sort of thing. Um so I produced it, finished it. I was like, okay, I got to I got to get the rights. I called around. I figured I figured out who the publishers were. So I called them and I said, "Listen, I'm Carl's Carl Wolf's manager. You know, I, I called myself, gosh, I had the name. I had the name. Um, it was like uh, Rick Ross, uh, not Rick Ross, uh, Rick <laughs> something like, oh, gosh, I can't remember the name, but I called myself something. Yeah. Okay. This is like a random name. It was yeah. something to do with Rick and Ross. Um, Rick Richard Ross or something like that. And then when Rick Rick Ross came out, I was like, what? It <laughs> was Richard Ross. Anyway, I'm Carl Wolf's manager. We want to, you know, get this, you know, the published We need the rights, blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, they're like, okay, we'll send us the song, you know, and we'll decide. They took a year to two years to finally give me an answer saying, okay, but we need this much money. I'm like, "Uh, okay, so I I found the money. I got the- Can I ask how much? um, At the beginning, it was $10,000. And it was a lot of money.
0: Bro, ten thousand yeah. dollars today is still a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah,
1: I I, I couldn't afford it. Like I, I I could I was I was like finding trying to find. I think my dad gave me two thousand. Yeah. I I went I borrowed money from the bank. I, I got credit lines. I did everything I could. You know, so I paid the ten thousand dollars, and they wanted an extra five for the U.S. Because if if it's either you do it worldwide without the U.S., yeah. So I did that first before it. You know, I wanted to make sure it works. So I bought the rights after two years. Um, then I shot the video. I was like, you know what, um. I need to shoot a video. I, I got to shoot this video. I, I had this vision. I was like, Yella, let's go. Because I felt like it was going to be a big one. I heard that, man, I would go to clubs and play the song with DJs and the whole club would go off. So I was like, I know I have something. So I shot the video. I got borrowed another $45,000, whatever. It was a whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I was Jeez. indebted a lot, a yeah. lot of money. But I believed in it. Well, that's the thing. You yeah. believed in yourself. So ready to. for this? So I go to a record company. Here's where it really gets gets juicy. So I go, to, I go to each record company from EMI to Warner to Universal to Sony. And I sit down, have meetings with, with not the top guys, you know, with the A&Rs, you know, the artist of relationship mm-hmm. representative. We sit down, play the record, play the thing. They give me the meeting, you know, they're like, okay, this guy's, who's this Carl Wolf guy trying to, you know, we hear him from time to time. He was with Sky. I was, you know, I, I have a long history of, of in, the, in the music industry, but we'll give him a chance. We play the video. We play the song. After every single meeting was like, Carl, good to seeing you. Got potential. there's something, but you know what? We're not we're not signing that. Like I don't know if it's really gonna work. Who's doing dance hall now? Who's doing remakes now? Diddy is is sort of making remakes. You know he's taking old songs, but it's not really like that. It's rap, so it's different. So I don't know. We're gonna pass, 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 pass. Everyone's passing. So I paid sixty thousand dollars now oh, yeah. total. I'm in debt um where i've got this song
0: where were you mentally at this point
1: i was devastated are yeah. you kidding me but but you know what i was I, I was so pissed off i was like are they fucking stupid i'm in the car driving listening to these fucking songs in montreal because that's where I, I like i went yeah. to university i'm like and i'm blasting them at 2 a.m in the morning actually 2 a.m vibes but <laughs> but outside in the city just driving around blasting it, it to myself man i'm like are you fucking kidding me man and i kept on saying that to myself fucking, they're stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm listening to this shit. It's crazy because even from a sonic standpoint, I really pushed myself sonically in terms of engineering, like music engineering, because I'm a mixer, right? But I'm like, man, I want the fucking snare to snap. I want it to go boom, boom, snap, boom, boom, snap, boom. Like I really wanted people to feel it in the clubs and I would test it in the clubs. So I would go to each club friend of mine, like who's a DJ, and I'd be like, play this, play this. And they would play it and it would fucking sound so good. So I would tweak it. You know, I'd go back to the studio and tweak, 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 tweak until it was perfect. And when I gave it to them, it was perfect. What they said no to was exactly the same song that became number one in 29 different countries around the world. The same song, the same version. Anyway, so they didn't sign it. They said, no, 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 no. I had $5,000 left after that. Like, cause I borrowed a bunch of money, I had $5,000 left. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Fuck man, I have 60000 in the hole or $55,000 in the hole. I've got a fucking amazing song. <clears throat> I hired a radio promoter, I said, Listen, guys, let's sit down. <clears throat> I want to pay you to get the song on radio. Do you think you can do it? He's like, it's going to be a tough sell, but but I'll try. So this guy from Quebec, Jean Lamotte, his name was. <clears throat> so he took it. We didn't hear back from him for a long time. You know, I gave him $2,500 at first. I'm like, go work it. See if you can do anything. Nothing, 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 nothing for a year. Finally, <clears throat> so that's two and a half years now. Mm. Two and a half years sitting on that song. Yeah. <clears throat> Imagine, look how uh, behind my, I mean ahead of my time I was it was like two and a half years prior and that yeah, song that later on yeah, yeah He so I called him like a whatever a year after I'm like what's going on we need to make this move is there any movement he's like oh we have a bit of a lead I'm like really like what Mix 96 which is currently Virgin Radio Montreal decided to put it on their Smasher Trash show which is like hit or miss yeah. or whatever it is yeah, yeah. And you're going up against Britney Spears. <coughs> <laughs> I was like, are you fucking serious? It was like, hit me baby one more time. <laughs> hit me baby one. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get screwed. I'm going to get smoked. I won. First night. Second night against NSYNC. Uh, Justin Timberlake and yeah, yeah. NSYNC. Yeah. I won. Third night against Backstreet Boys. I won. I won eight nights in a row. That means the people. I didn't know this. Cause we, I didn't know I didn't, I didn't have access to Instagram. Yeah. I didn't have to. Hey guys, come on! You got to vote right now. Let's go! It's I didn't have access to anything. Were people were doing it organically. Yeah. Eight the, the eighth time that it won, the, the the music programmer said, you know his name, and I remember him till this day, Mark Bergman. I'll never forget him. He said, "Yo, I want to add this song on light rotation." So he adds it officially as a song on light rotation. At that point, when 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 radio stations add a song. It hits like a satellite so they know which song was played. Right. And then other radio stations start to say, Hey, how come we don't have this song? What is this? And they're saying, Yeah, that's Africa, Carl Wolf. They're like, how come we don't have it? So all this time that I've been calling radio stations trying to beg them to play my song, now they started calling me or writing me saying, Hey, how come we don't have the song? Can you send it to us? MP3, whatever. I'm like, No problem. Sent. Sent. I didn't care. I didn't there's no ego. I'm like, play my record, let's go. Yeah. They played the record. It started bubbling and playing because of that. It became number thirty or top thirty in Canada without any record label, none of these labels. So that's when EMI Records, Dean Cameron, who was the uh, the president of EMI Records and rest rest in peace. He he passed away, I think last year or two last year or two years ago. Um, great. He became a great friend of mine. <clears throat> he was the president of EMI Records. He called me one time in, uh, in, in on the New Year's. I think it was in 2008 I would say and he's like Carl we want to sign a deal with you we, we love Africa we love what you're doing uh, do you want a record deal now I'm like yes I, I didn't even hesitate and I told him send me the papers let's do it we signed the deal two weeks later I was number one wow that's it Carl Wolf was born at that point every song of mine from Yel Habibi to you name it Carrera all these Everything songs started, started all, all, all top tens number ones I've had 12 platinum and gold records so far in wow. my career Nice.
2: That's and that's I, I take care of my
1: family, my whole everybody, I'm the breadwinner of the family. That's all because of those moments and and in a business like music where you can't barely it's such a competitive market. and I proved that I can make money in and and have a great successful life in my career from music.
0: So what walk me through the that moment where you realize that you can now be the breadwinner for your entire family. Like, cause in Arab cultures, it's typically it's you know, like it's it, it means, engineering, yeah,
1: doctors, da 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 da. Yeah. yeah, that's very important for us.
0: So for you to sort of turn around and take a a profession that's not the traditional profession, yeah. turn it into something, and then go, you know, to your
1: mom, dad, yeah. your family, and be like, yeah. I got you. Yeah. What was that like? It was not supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be a different way. So my brother. Um, so we, we we all went to university, but my, my brother studied. He 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 like he's graduated dean's list at McGill University. He was uh, he became he was a rocket. In, I call him rocket scientist, but he's mechanical engineer, robotics yeah. engineer. I mean the guy's crazy, and now he's he's living in the states. He's killing it. He's killing it. So we, you know, my plan was I wanted to be a lawyer. So I loved I loved I loved knowing a lot about things. I loved you know having the edge on people. You know, in terms of business and things like that. So that was exciting me. But I also love the entertainment world, and I felt like with entertainment world, I know how, I, I like to excite people. You know, so when I go, if you see, if anyone see me on stage, I love to get people fucking crazy hype. You know, mm-hmm. it's so much fun, man. So good, such a good vibe. You know, to keep people in good spirits. You know, it's something I don't know what happened to me in my life to want to feel that and want to make people feel that. Um, so it wasn't supposed to be that way. He was supposed to be the guy to you know, my brother to come through and everything, and I was like doing my my passion. Um, there was a moment in Dubai where I can't talk too much about it, but my dad uh, had a bad business dealing. Something happened mm-hmm. that was that didn't go right or whatever. He got screwed. My dad got screwed. It wasn't like a bad thing from there. He got really screwed on something. So I I had to be I was lucky to be in that position to be able to b- not bail him out, but take take you know help out and bring the whole family to to Montreal in Canada, where I've been taking care of the whole family for now fifteen. Something wow. like that, 15 nice. years. And it was a really bad time. And luckily I was in that position at the right time. But I always knew, to go back to your point, I always knew that I had, I don't know, man, you you feel it in you. And that's why people can't listen to other naysayers. You cannot listen to the negative you know comments about you. You just can't. Because if you feel it, generally you're you've got a good now, you just gotta prove it. You know, you can't just feel it, oh I'm um, okay, I'll sleep at home. No. You you feel and you keep punching the wall, man. Sooner or later, that fucking wall is going to crack. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It happened Mm -hmm. to me. Me, of all people who didn't have a chance here. Nobody. I'm not even Canadian. I wasn't born here. Mm. I wasn't born here. Carl Wolf's not fucking born here. I came here when I was 17. So I came here to to try to understand the culture quickly. You know? And I broke the system. Like, I I found a way to make it work. Broke the matrix.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's good to have the, the 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 internal motivation, that energy, that yeah. like I, I, I fucking got this. Crucial. But there are days where you don't believe in yourself.
1: Many, many days. Yeah.
0: Walk me through what that's like. <sighs> and what you do to get back to what you just showed. Correct.
1: Man, there's there's times I remember breaking down and, and you know, in my bed in Montreal, you know, have nothing and like so many obstacles in your way, you know, because you can handle so much, you know, but when it, when it's a door closed, door closed, door closed, door closed, it hurts you, you know, you're like, man, am I, am I really on the right track? Am I just delusional, you know? Am I, is this really gonna happen? You know, so you think of those things, you know, but you can't, you, it's okay to feel like that at night, you know, and then whatever, sleep it off. Once you get the energy back in the morning, go back at it again. I think that's that's all. You, you gotta just have a one-track mind. I'm almost stubborn as fuck. Like, I looked at the light and I didn't want to sway from that light. A lot of people, this is what I remember, though, one really important thing. I remember a lot of, in, during college times, a lot of people wanted to party a lot. So they would go out, out, out. I was in the studio a lot. So while people would, eat, all my brother's friends and stuff, and everybody would come to the house, they'd have pre-drinks, they'd be like, Carl, come out with us, come out with us, let's have fun, we're going out clubbing, Da-da-da, Saturday night, yeah. Friday night. I'm like no, no, you guys go, you guys go, you guys go. I was more like a hermit. I would sit down in the fucking in my cubicle, you know, in my studio, in my with my keyboard, and just fucking go at it because I had the vision. I just knew that I don't want to do what you're doing. I don't want to just thank you for giving me a fish, but I want to fucking learn how to fucking fish. I want to create a a company that can, you know, whatever, you know, something like that. But and that's what it was. I, I I worked my ass off, and I felt like I had a bigger vision than what they were doing. You know, they were just getting quick gratification by going out. I was like, no, I wanna do a concert of 10,000 people and then do an after party and kill it and make money on both and then come come back and have everything, not just have the one girl to look at you and be like, oh my God, you you met a girl and then you're gonna fall in love. No, I wanted everything. I wanted the money factor. I wanted the business factor. I wanted my boys to be set too, so they make money too. It was cool, man. It was everything. It was like, we have 10 people in our team. That's how I visioned it. Do you and still that's have we... 10 people in your team? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously during the pandemic was really tough for them because sure. we're not doing concerts. Yeah. So that was one thing for for me as a label, thank God, as a, as a, you know, we've got royalties and we've got other things we can make money from. But the people who came on tour with you, they can't make money. Yeah. So that was a really tough one for two years for us.
0: So how, do you, how have you built back sort of post-pandemic? And I say post-pandemic yeah. as if it's not here, but... Just sort of like now that you're able to go out do concerts i mm-hmm. see it all the time you're doing all these shows mm-hmm. how are you now able to sort of recover the business but also get it pushing forward again
1: yeah so during the pandemic um i i had to think quick because we're not doing concerts we're not getting out there yeah i've still got my royalties coming in from all the songs thank god that we have you know for people that don't know when you're a songwriter and or slash producer songwriter um, and you put songs out there in the world and they succeed and they do well, they collect money. It's like real estate. It's actually better than real estate. If you can be a songwriter, it's even better than real estate because you're making tons of money and putting your fucking feet up. It's really cool because they play around the world. If you're successful, mm-hmm. they play you know on radio stations and radio stations pay. TV stations, TV stations pay. Uh, clothing stores, clothing stores pay. So there's societies of authors and composers called SOCAN Soprock and places like that they collect that money they take a little percentage of it and then they give you the money as an art as a, as a, as a writer it's really really good this saved my life I mean I'm successful financially because of those kinds of institutions so big up <laughs> Um but at the time because of my guys are not working nobody's working so those are my, that's my crew that's my team everyone's suffering here you know what do we do you know what do we do so I went I turned to TikTok you know I was uh, I was listening to Gary Vee Gary Vee was saying, listen, if you, and this was early on, you know, we're talking two 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 and a half years ago, you know, before the crazy, crazy explosion of TikTok. I mean, just right at the cusp of it, you know, it was like, man, you have to get into TikTok. Everybody, like, you, ha- you don't know, this is gonna be the future. Usually I don't take those kinds of hints. You know, a lot of people talk shit. They talk like, oh, you, you know, you gotta get in this stock, this, that stock, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. this crypto, that crypto, you know, I've, I've done it all. Um, but when he spoke something, I was like, man, I, I, I believe him. I believe that he is talking the truth. I know in two years from now, I'm gonna thank Gary V because he, he told me to go into TikTok. Yeah. He just said, do it. It's very important for your business. Even as a businessman, even anything, you have to get on it. So I got on it. I was trying to find my way in it. I was like, what do I do? How do I get Garner attention? You know, do I do these stupid dances that they're doing? I did it. Do the, you know, I was trying everything. Some worked somewhere you know I created some cool funny you know um, not Omicron Queen but before that I created um, Corona World it yeah. was Aladdin uh, a whole new world yeah. Corona World you know what I mean like <laughs> basically just making fun of the pandemic yeah. and all that people took to that really nicely um, and then I start I'm like one day I was like man people don't know I produce my own shit I never thought about that Yeah. how do I show them that I produce my own shit I put a fucking camera my, my iPhone Yella, let's go and I produced yeah, yeah. I, I'm like you know what let's try a house song that was my first time let's try a house song for shits. let me show you guys how to make a house house track and I've never produced house music yeah. never I'm like you put 122 BPM that's probably what the BPM is which is ty- beats per minute yeah. BPM and you do a kick do, do, that's what I'm hearing I'm hearing a snare I'm hearing a hi-hat okay cool no problem create a bass how hard is to create a bass I'm a musician so I can play piano bass 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 whatever I put the song was called Getaway now it's almost gold, and the song is like it's got seven million, you know, streams like across platforms. Wow. Incredible, just from that moment. And then so it went; it blew up on on TikTok, and I was like, "Whoa, we gotta release this." We released it, and that's been the new marketing strategy for uh, a new musician in twenty twenty two.
0: You're just testing it out on TikTok and see if it hits, and then you go produce the whole thing. And
1: that's my new song DIY. <laughs> that's what happens. It's at, at a million views. Yeah, and it's like a, another. I'm going back to some of my like Afrobeat dancehall vibes. It's blowing up and we're releasing it now, you know, September 2nd. It just came out. So it's crazy. It's
0: very cool. You know, yeah. It's really
1: a cool move now. So you don't need the record company now. You have just this whole movie. We would never get a million eyeballs on on a song or ears on a song. Yeah. Never.
0: So do you find that that's going to be your strategy going forward? Is that a strategy you'd recommend to new? I
1: definitely recommend that. I mean, if you're an unknown, especially. Look. Truth be told, today as a celebrity or whatever you want to call it, someone who's notable, someone who's known out there, it makes no difference. If you're an unknown or a known, you, you, you if your content is fucking awesome, it's going to be out there. If your content is shit, you're going to get no views. I swear to God. It's not because Carl Wolf and I've got followers that it automatically is going to work at all. So that also makes you hone your skills. So I'm honest. not I'm not just putting my, my feet up and just saying ah oh, I could Carl Wolf I could do any yalla habibi let's go you know by the way promoting <laughs> um <laughs> no. a dope shirt, by thanks the way. thanks like thanks, thanks. so I have to always be creative and always you know push the envelope and, and do something different and just the same way when I started and it keeps me sharpening my knife. I love it because I don't want to. I don't want it easy. Anyways, I want to. Uh, you know, nothing easy. Anyway, nothing easy is is notable. So you know? obviously,
0: you keep getting. You're still excited about oh, all of big
1: time, man. I love. It's a new world, but I love music. I love making people feel good. Something, man. I, I sit down. I read all my comments, by the way. Every single fucking comment. I've got thousands, and I just read. I sit down, read them, and reply. Read them and reply. L- literally, look at my Instagram. Go to my TikTok. You'll see heart, heart, heart. Or Carl like, 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 or, or responded. I love the interaction, man. I don't know what it is when you love that, you can't get enough of it, you know? Some people just want to do it for a certain reason. For me, this is my main reason. It's it's just the connection that we have with the universe with people. It's fun to see what people are doing. It's fun to kind of not manipulate how people feel, but almost like okay, if I did this, what what would they do? And and you and you see a crowd go like that. It's really cool. It's like you're painting, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really interesting, that, man.
0: Like, I, I can't imagine the vibe or the energy you get also from doing it live.
1: Oh, man. And that's another thing. So I'm, I'm obviously, we're not used to doing things virtually. That's not a normal human animalistic behavior. We've been interact, interact with yeah. humans and, and with people and, and entities. Entities. Uh, <laughs> animals. I don't want to call it whatever. Any biological being. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Even plants, by the way. You know, we interact with them physically. Yeah. But when it came to virtual because I'm, I'm I know how to perform and, and know how to move a crowd and, and connect with a crowd in real life, this was a little different. this is different. this is based on your content and and your content is not always what you think it is. It's got to be perceived from someone else. So you think you're doing something dope you know how many people think they're doing something dope yeah, yeah, and it doesn't yeah. fucking fly yeah. no because because the way that it's being perceived is not the way that you're seeing it in your head. so that's another talent in its own way mm-hmm. to try to figure out okay what I'm perceiving and what I'm making is that being perceived by Joe Schmo this way or is it being like oh dude you're so whack like that's another skill you know set that I had to or a toolbox I had to go into how do you handle the negative comments there's a lot of negative people are mean on that yeah, do you are respond mean.
0: to
2: those ones or do you just bypass them do you
0: we have some we've had people we've had guests here who have said that no matter how bad it is they will respond to them
1: and then some people are like if it's negative yeah. I just exactly it. it's it's Okay, so here's my view on it. I've had negative comments since the day I started. And what's crazy is today I have barely any negative comments. Barely. I don't know what that's attributed to. I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting... I realize something though also. I'm getting more men followers now. I used to have all female followers. All my, my if you look at my an- analytics, it was 70% female, 30% men. Mm-hmm. Because maybe it was, you know, I was shirtless, it was douchebaggy, who the fuck knows, right? Like cuz you know, more boy bandy, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So it was like kind of like, who is this guy yeah. trying to take our girls? Something like that. <laughs> Ever since I created and showed the men, I guess, or or continued success, showed that I make money from what I do, Show that I'm passionate in what I do, uh, show that I'm talented in what I do. That you're good. And, you're, and it's
2: something. It's, you're good. That's the thing. Like when you show that they're actually producing it, it's like, okay, he's not He's not just hopping in and someone's doing his stuff for him. It's like, well, oh, this guy's actually Correct. talented. And that's people that like, are very attracted and people like to see raw talent. And it's like, even when you're moving, I'm like, oh, this guy's got, right. he got
1: you say you move a card, he could feel like this guy's got the <laughs> yeah, energy. Right, you love right, right, right. Yeah. Rhythm right to my own beat. Yeah, like, you that's know it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I think that's what it was. Um. You know, but I, I was telling my girlfriend, by the way, a new girlfriend, um, I was telling her that. Congratulations. I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's an important thing. It's a very important a, thing. Having a, a strong,
0: supportive partner. Absolutely. Especially in the field that you're in.
1: You have no idea. We can talk, we can, we'll go into a little yeah. bit of that. Um, but she, I was telling her that I can't believe it, I've got so many guy followers now, like like almost fanboys too, man. Like mm-hmm. so many, and I'm like, where are the girls? Like, what happened to the girls? Where are they? And she's like, no, girls are different. I'm sure you have girls. They're just they're just shyer. They don't come at you. Like I'm like, no, no, baby. There's something happening. There's some movement that I'm doing. I don't know if it's my beard. I don't I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know. It's something, and it could be that you're you're a guy, a man, passionate in his life, going for it. Not saying, you know, saying fuck you to everything and just fucking doing what you need to do, and they resonate with you to to make money and survive and do well and succeed. And I think that's everybody wants to do that, essentially, right? You want to live your life, uh, do what you love, make money in it, and be free. Mm -hmm. I'm the fucking perfect example of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I could be better. We could be like Drake and even be better, but that's the goal. (laughs) I mean, that's it. That's (laughs) it. You know, Drake is one of a kind. He's one of a kind. But we're gonna get there. You know, and yeah, we're you know anyway, we've got some cool plans. But, yeah, that's... Okay, so tell
0: me, having the, the, the supportive partner, how, mm. how much does that help push you along and also keep you honest and humble? Because yeah. I know that if you have a partner that doesn't keep you honest will sort of fill your head and then yeah. y- sort of blurs your vision, right? And that happens a lot in, in relationships with people who are experiencing a level of success. Yeah. It can easily fall off that, that, that path.
1: Okay, ready? There's two, three different things I want to attack this. Okay. One, being an, an artist, a known guy in this industry or any industry that's succeeding and making money and successful and have the power of money, single. There's another one where having a girlfriend in your or partner or whatever um, that's not supportive and then there's one that's supportive. Okay? There's three different things that I've, I've experienced. Having money and success and fame and all that being single is fucking awesome. It's 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 so cool. It's so awesome. You're killing it. You're every girl loves you. Every it's a really empowering, very very empowering, especially when you had nothing at the beginning. You know, growing up, my parents weren't wealthy. I wasn't. It was like I, it was nothing was made in the shade for me. You know, so I had to really prove myself. It feels fucking cool. However, you lose yourself very quickly and you do bad, very bad things. And it's easy to fall into a bad circle of things, okay? Very easily, especially when you have the power of money and you, you feel that ego, 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 ego. It just keeps going and keeps going, you know? It's almost like unstoppable if you don't have the discipline, you know? Thank God, thank God I have, God instilled me with discipline. So I know how to say, okay, whoa, Carl, whoa, calm mm-hmm. down. This is where you stop. This is where you stop. From that point, you start to say, okay, let me have a partner with me who can keep me, so this way you're not doing crazy things, you're kind of focusing on I think that comes with maturity maybe because I th- I'll tell you something, 15 years ago, it was a little different. Sure. You know, Now, it's like, I wanna have my woman with me and then she's she's doing, but by the way, my, my girlfriend is a CEO of a plant-based company. She's an incredible woman. She's uh, 36 years old, very, very clever. Um, she took her company public for $6 million. So like, wow. we're powerhouses together. Yeah. It's it's. I'm not here trying to babysit someone, yep. you understand? My whole career, Having girlfriends, it's always been a little bit tough with that because certain maybe the girls who like a guy like me, maybe I don't know, I don't know, but I lucked out on this one, you know. So now knowing what I have, it's so much sobering. You have almost like a focus, and you have like a goal to build. So it's not just you're not spending money in stupid things. Okay, that's really as a man, you'll 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 understand that it's it's tough to uh, focus your um money and energy in places that are I think people today know because there's a lot of tutorials on that. There's a lot of people talking about it. So you guys are lucky. Like the Gen Zs and the, you know, the millennials are kind of lucky. We didn't have anybody to look to for those. So we were we just splurging. We're just like go go off in the middle of the desert and like know where the hell you're going. And, and you have to figure out yourself. Now there's a lot of people talking about it with you know things that they've they've had downfalls. You know, a lot of guys who've had big money. Some people like Andrew Tate talk about you know, living his best life being single or whatever. So I don't know. You know, I don't know what the real answer is. Well, not to cut you off, yeah. when we had
0: Russell on, he talked about how he had all of these cars, he had like tons of jewelry and watches and houses, and houses and all these things. And he realized that after a while, like they're all meant nothing. That's and he it. started downsizing because he's like, I
1: don't need Absolutely. any of this. Absolutely. He's re- he's right. Look, he's had more success than me. So at the end of the day, he's had his cars and, and things. I've had cars. I've had houses. I've had, you know, lucky to buy two two condos in my life. I'm not doing as well as him but he's seeing a different side of that but i don't need to see that side i can understand and i can see it i could see the trajectory where it's going it's not cool i've seen friends of mine who's got who who are lonely who are you know it doesn't matter look man even even in my level it doesn't matter if you have a lot of money, if you have, if you're lonely and you don't have someone who's really supportive of your life and who loves you truly for you, which is, by the way, another tough thing to get when you already have success, you don't know why they're there with you, you know, that's They don't
2: know if it's you that they want you, you, Correct. or just like the what you idea offer. of you, yeah. right? do they don't just want to be seen with you or do that's they want it. you for that's, like, that's it?
1: Know? So it's, it's, that's, that's one of the tough parts, but you have to know how to maneuver that, I guess. Um. But that's why it's important to have someone who supports you, you know.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So having the the partner that you have now, you feel like it's it's a completely different yes refresh on 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 relationships
1: Completely, or... completely. I mean, she's doing her way. She's not even she's not a fan. She's not like I mean, she wasn't a fan before I met her.
0: Okay, but you she know, supports.
1: you. She, but she's, she's suppo- supporting, which yeah. she doesn't. Yeah, she's which a which businesswoman. Perfect. Yeah, she understands. Like when I gotta go to this, she's like, go. You have to go to this mansion, you know, party. You have to. You, these all these people. I'm like, no, I don't want to go. I was like, no, Carl, you have to network with that. That guy's yeah. going to be there. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know. So she's pushing me for that. Yeah. Really cool.
0: Awesome. And so, okay, so what do you got going on? Upcoming. You said you had some. You you mentioned a little thing there yeah. that I picked up on. You're like, you know, we've got some plans. Anything oh, yeah, you can yeah. share, like what you got going on, what you're planning in the future, how you plan on taking Carl Wolf. Yeah even further
1: i feel like you know the pandemic as bad as it was it had sort of like a chapter one before pandemic and chapter two i feel like i'm a, on the chapter two of carl wolf you know the revival of of whatever i felt passionate about you know long time ago when i first started because what happens is i think when you first get into something passionate that you love um Whatever you do, you you you, you ex- there's a moment where you you you're doing okay, and then you accelerate and you do really well, and then you start to plateau because your hunger is not there. You know, I think Mike Mike Tyson used to speak about that. Um, who else? Muhammad Ali. Was Muhammad Ali? I think it was Mike Tyson that spoke about you know not being in love with it no more. So when you're not in love with something, you can't punch it the same way the younger guy's coming at it. You know, he's hungrier than you. You know, but you can't lose that hunger. And so I think the second chapter this way. I never lost the hunger fully, to be honest. But you, when you become a bit of a fat cat, when things are really working and you're making, let's be honest, millions of dollars, you, get, you know, you get comfortable. It, you it's it, you, you get different. You don't get comfortable. You get different. You get okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna I, I don't have to struggle. I'm not struggling like that no more. So you're not as you're not trying hard anymore. You know, it's kind of happening to you easily until it stops happening to you easily certain times like people are like okay there was everybody playing me on radio and then there was a moment where well you know there's you know another artist that's out there you know I, I, other artists are taking your spot so and you're not coming up with anything current because you're not current that affects you so that affects your that's your affects your drive so i feel like with the pandemic seeing that 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 you know a tough life can be a reality You know that you can You know those rainy days That they used to speak of Our parents That would say Oh you have to save your money Or whatever You know how they used to say Mm -hmm. For a rainy day For a rainy day day. Man fuck it was right But it happened after 40 years of my life Now Because it was not a real thing It wasn't a reality for us None of this shit Was a reality for us None of us None of us alive Was a reality for us This fucking shit That we went through and now it's sort of a reality. Whether it's man-made, whether it's people, you know, the government fucking trying to f- f- put us in a fucking little thing. Who knows what the truth is? But at the end of the day, that shit never happened to us before. So now this shit can happen. And knowing that this shit can happen, I'm in a different mind state. I'm in a building mind state. I'm in a—I'm a go for it. I know what I want. I know how to do it. I know how to achieve it. I've got all the experience and the know-how and, the, and at least some of the notoriety to make it happen. So I'm in a different fighting stage of my life you know
0: what does carl want
1: <sighs> honestly i have a lot of what i w- what i have wanted already but i i guess i just want to continue doing what i love i really and, and and build build a nice solid foundation for my family as well okay. i think that's been the goal for for a bunch of years now
0: so you signed a a, a new deal recently yeah. How's that going? Deals. Two new deals. Yeah, okay. two,
1: Yeah, a publishing deal uh, in the U.S. with uh, good company, and then another record publishing, deal as,
0: well. as in like you, you want a, a book. Okay. No, no, writing like writing, write, writing
1: songs. So okay. Pu- okay. Publishers, yeah. In terms of writing songs, so what they do is they, they they administrate most of your writing, and then they also facilitate some of the deals that you have with other artists. Like I just wrote a co-wrote a new song, for you remember Magic, the group Magic. Part of the man. Yeah. Uh, why you gotta be so rude? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they br- branched out into another group called Bromigos. Okay, and then I co-wrote the first single. It's called wow. Future Ex-Wife. So are and you then,
0: on? Like, are you? Are, no, I just, I, just co- I co-wrote it.
1: Yeah, okay. so created the melody with some of the lyrics right. with other writers, and then so now so that's kind of how we also make money in this. I was going right. to ask you when you yeah. do something
0: like that. Do you ever feel like you're like, man, I I want to be actually part of this that goes yeah. beyond just co-writing?
1: Yes. So the, the quick, <laughs> quick story, like, quick. That's, that's, by the way, it's never a quick story with Carl. <laughs> that's the problem, because
0: <laughs> like that's your that's you. That's you coming out onto the that's what
1: there. made me become an artist. So in 2004, even earlier, 2004, 2005, I was writing songs for other artists and I was succeeding. I'll make this quick, but I was succeeding with other artists as a writer. And there was one group Um, What was a TV show Called Star Academy Which is kind of like An American Idol type show But in Quebec Mm -hmm. And I had Co-written The first single That they had It was a French song Called Je veux changer le monde Which means I want to change the world And They blew up It was like It went platinum It went five times platinum We were making So much money from it Because from all the royalties I was like What the fuck I'm a young guy And I'm like Oh shit All that money's coming in And my partner At the time Like uh, The writing partner He was like Yo dude this shit's going to bring so much money in I, you know are you happy with it i'm like yeah i'm fucking excited it's incredible so they invite us to the big concert which is like 17,000 people at the bell center in montreal so i'm there they give us a pass you know i got the the backstage pass to go meet everybody you know it's my song that you know that, that's made this like i produced i co-produced the album basically and they're performing our songs all these american idol type contestants Thousands of people in there, seventeen thousand people. I say, you know what? No, I want to sit out in the audience. I just want to see the show. I want to enjoy the show. I don't need the backstage. So it's just me by myself. I've got the the badge or with the pass, and I'm sitting with all the kids, everybody, and they're all singing the song. So my song comes up. It was the last song they sing on on, on, this, on stage, and they sing it. They have got all the lyrics on top. Everybody's like, it's going crazy. Lights, fucking everything. It was amazing. But then there was a moment. I was like, dude. I looked around and I saw everybody standing up for my song that I wrote in in the smallest room where I had no money nothing and there thousands of people are singing my song the fuck but they don't know it's me they're all singing to these people and I'm like nobody knows it's me I'm invisible it felt fucked up It felt fucked up. That was the moment I changed. And I was like, you know what? Carl Wolf is going to be a writer for other artists. But I'm also going to be recognized for my expression and my words and my melodies. And that's when I changed the game. And that's when Butterflies came out. It was like that year. Wow. Yeah.
0: It's a hell of a story. It's fucking crazy, man. Like just to sit there. I can't imagine just sitting there in that audience watching them all go crazy. And then that feeling
1: almost like a sense of loneliness. Loneliness. Complete loneliness and complete betrayal to myself almost that's what it felt like. It's like what the fuck are you doing? what is this whoa whoa whoa, whoa. it's almost like someone stole your rights hmm, yeah. that's how it felt like it feels someone stole your rights and you're not recognized you don't exist Is it because I'm Arabic is it because I've started coming up with yeah, all kinds yeah. of things what's wrong with me What's happening I'm like, no fuck that we're gonna change the game and I changed the game and that's how I'm living my life man. I'm living the best fucking life in my world, man. I, I do what I love every single fucking day. I sleep when I want. I wake up when I want. I make money. I support my family. That's, yeah. it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's and cool. I don't have to be Drake or The Weeknd. You just gotta I don't Carl have to be Wolf. the top tier. I don't have to be number fucking one on the everything. There's other ways to do it. You have, You can be top 10. You can't. That's okay. You'll make a living, you know? Yeah. But I strive to be number one.
0: Okay, so that is the, the publishing piece on the one side, and then the other deal?
1: Yes, uh, the record deal. Yeah. So that's really good. I've got two, two album deal basically. So okay. one album this year, meaning 10 songs equivalent to an album. I have to put in. Is it always 10? That's what they what they consider an album. Okay. Yeah, generally it's ten songs. So that's what they pay you for ten songs. Okay. So ten songs this year, ten songs next year. So a lot of music coming out, a lot of music videos. I'm killing it. I'm just I'm loving it, man. I just love doing what I do, and I'm investing a lot too. Yeah. Okay. So I got into investing, stocks, crypto. Now, all our stocks are down, but I'm buying <laughs> when it's down too. So I'm 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 weird. I'm just going in. Yeah. I'm 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 really just creating my wealth portfolio right now with everything. Yeah. You know, I'm a different mind state, man. I wish I had known this. I'll be honest. I wish I had known this 15 years ago.
0: Or in 08 when Bitcoin just came out.
1: <laughs> I wish I had known all that, you know, but you guys are lucky, man. You have guys like us. You've got people who know what they're talking about on camera, letting you know how to, not to make certain mistakes, man, you mm. know, for real. We didn't have that, man. We didn't have access to this. So we were learning everything.
0: But so, here- okay, so what would you share with somebody? Somebody who's just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm trying to build something for myself. I, I'm not sure where to start. Yeah, you know, like you've talked about how you used to watch Gary Vee. You talked about yeah. how you had this internal passion. You were hustling. You were doing this and that. What would you tell somebody who
1: is starting from scratch today? Okay, okay. sorry, as an yeah. artist yeah. and and as a young Arabic guy, I'm I'm going to, I'm going as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm going in as an entrepreneur because everyone essentially in this day and age, if has you're has doing anything, an yeah, as an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, even a doctor, man. Doctors are entrepreneurs. They're doing, you know, they open their clinics, they they're thinking different things too. You know, I have doctor friends. Mm. Like they're not just focusing on their on their craft. They're doing other stuff too to to because, you know, in you can make good money as a doctor, but in the states you're killing it. Yeah. Here you're not doing as, you know, so it's whatever. It's not the same. Man. Exactly. So I would say, you know, some people have passions, you know, not everybody has a passion, I guess, for for something that can that is viable. But I believe that you can make money off anything. If I can make money off music, being a guy who was born in Beirut, Lebanon, came to Canada, made a music career in Canada, become, became a Juno nominee, a Juno, you know, uh, uh, SoCAN winner, um, MTV Europe Music Award winner, you can do it. Anybody can do anything. I proved it to myself that I can do fucking anything. So ultimately, if you have a dream, something that you really... This is what it is. When you close your eyes and you dream and you have that passion and, you, and it makes you smile and you're feeling that vibe and that energy, fulfill those urges. Don't think that, oh no, you know, uh, I woke up from this dream. Don't do that. I fulfilled the urge to follow my dream. Actually, actually. Because it's, I felt it was, it was a reality for me. Not everybody has the power. Not everybody has that energy too. I'm an energetic guy. And I think with energy comes success. Because you keep punching the wall. It's sooner or later going to fucking break. I swear to God it's going to break. It's the craziest thing. Sometimes I always use this reference. I always say this to people who are asking me. You Sometimes you're this close from something. So you've punched the wall. It's been this thick. You punched, 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 punched. Keep fucking chipping away. And then you're this close. Some people turn away. They're like, no, no, no. I can't. I'm tired. Success was right there. I didn't fucking fail. I went through and I'm like, fuck, what? I was, man, it was one day I was a nobody. The next day I was number one. How? How? Me, Carl, no way. And it happened to me. That means it can happen to anybody. So fulfill your dream, whatever you have in your head that makes you giddy, that makes you excited. Go for it. Don't fucking say no. Just go for it. You can do it. Do whatever you want on the side. Okay, I still studied. I was still went to university. I still did it on the side. But my fucking vision, my passion. When you love something, you will go at it more and harder than anybody else. And that's what this life is about. Let's life, especially, I hate to fucking reiterate Andrew Tate. But especially, I'm not going to say especially for men. For everybody. Energy and focus and work, hard work is everything. Because you're going to be better than the next guy. We're all in a competition, unfortunately. It's always competitor. You know, player versus player. Fuck, I can't believe... I'm, why am I saying this?
0: <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And you got DIY coming out. DIY, baby. Or that it dropped. Song, guys, <laughs> yeah, the drop. yeah.
1: That song means a lot to me, and I think it's going to resonate with so many people. Why does it mean so much? Man, because I did everything my fucking self. You know, Th- to some degree, when I... C- When I wanna create a music video, I'll edit it myself, I'll shoot it myself. I directed most of them from Africa to Carrera, to all these, I directed them myself. I said, fuck it, man, I'm not gonna, well, well, prior to that, I would hire a lot of directors to do it. And I said, you know what, man, they're not, achieving the color that I want. They're not achieving the storyline that I want. And I'm always having to fight with everybody for my fucking vision. I realize that when my vision is focused and and it's got like a pinpoint laser focus, we win. We win. And it's good for my company. It's good for my manager. It's good for my DJ. It's good for everybody on my team because we make so much money and they they succeed from it too. So it's almost like help yourself to win so that you can help everybody else i'd rather fill my cup up first and know that i'm, I'm secure so i could take care of my family rather than okay oh so what do you think oh so could we do that and then your, your your art becomes diluted your success becomes diluted i felt that before man it sucks it sucks you're like man let me work with other people and then you work with other people you fail with it and you are like, fuck, man i knew what i had to do i need. i just wanted to go there you wanted me to go there i, I listened no man feel your things do it yourself don't let anybody else deter you from what you really feel deep inside.
2: Damn, I
0: feel motivated
1: right now. <laughs> I feel like I should be doing more right now. Like, you know,
2: when you only hear, see a video, it's like after ah, that, I could fucking, I could run through could, a wall. Yeah, run, I could run through this wall right now. Just say, let's go, let's go, <laughs> let's man! Let's but go. that's the energy you need. That's it, and it's it's amazing to see, like to see it because it's it's true. Like you 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 work for it, like and you gotta want it, and you can see that you want it. You can see that you, even though. You want. If you said you wanted it, and you got most of what you wanted, but you still want more, and you're still Correct. fighting for it. It's not Correct. like you just. You didn't plateau. Sometimes you said some things plateau, but you and your mindset has still been. No, nah, I'm I still. I'm still going. I'm you still gotta going. always
1: do this to get to here. Yeah. So you gotta always do this. You can, even if you get here, it's gotta be like this. It can't be like this. You know, so you always gotta want more. in you know, order. they say what? Uh, try to reach for the stars to get to the moon or whatever. Yeah, shoot for
2: the moon, if you miss; he's still amongst the stars. Something, something like that, line. exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: shoot, shoot for the stars and whatever. What well, we we, guys, we, Google we, that. We all know okay. we're saying incorrectly Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the that's the vibe, man. I, you know, and we're still dealing with human beings. Just yes. always remember that it's not, you know, it's not this that's doing. It. It's not the camera that's doing. It. It's the person behind it. The, so there's always a, a human being it's moved by your energy. Correct. That's why the energy matters when you do something and you do it with, don't do it with hastiness. Never do something with hastiness, but be sure of what you're doing and go for it. Don't question yourself too much when you know that you can achieve that in a good way. You know, I think I think you do yourself a disservice by getting other opinions in. That's what I've seen. That's what I've noticed.
0: It's amazing, man. Yeah. Brother, appreciate Yo, you having you here.
1: Thanks for having me. This is awesome.
0: This is awesome, man. I learned a ton. Now I feel like, yeah. like I feel like I could I run could. through that. Let's go. Wall. Now you guys are gonna
1: kill it with this podcast. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's go. We're
0: gonna we're gonna push the shit out Absolutely.
1: of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so happy, man. I'm so happy. I have this energy, man. I'm so yeah, blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm no, blessed. No, it's good. Honestly, it, it,
0: it's it's refreshing too to talk to somebody, um, because it it. The energy is contagious, Yeah. right? Like just sitting on the other side, listening to you, and I'm, I'm just like my wheels are turning. Like, okay, right. what can I be doing more? How right. can I be pushing things more? So, yeah. yeah, no, listen, honestly, your energy, keep it up, man. Thanks, man. Like it's, it not only is it good for you, but I can tell you as a, as the person
1: receiving that mm. energy,
0: it, it's good. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's
1: why I love doing what I do, and that's why I love music because you can transfer that immediately. Yeah, it's great.
0: Gets people moving. Yeah, it does. Awesome! Amazing! All right, brother.
1: Gentlemen, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> thanks, Pancho.
0: Appreciate it, sir. Thank hey. you very much. on the booth. <laughs> <laughs> the magician in the booth. Thank we you, everyone. See <laughs> I, I, I can <laughs> yeah, 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 just a little it. bit. Yeah, I just see a shadow moving. All right, everybody. Appreciate Amazing. your time, Carl Wolf. My pleasure, brother. Thank, Thank you for really. having me. All right, thanks, everyone. Cool.